What's your favorite alcoholic beverage? If you love being in a girl group, this is totally for you. Some people call us overwhelming. Love it or leave it, we don't care. No, but we want you here. Welcome to You Can Sip With Us. I'm Colleen. I'm Ashley. Oscar edition. Also drunk edition. Well, for one of us. For me. Yeah. Yeah. But I also feel... Like the twin thing, you know, that we talked about pot- oh, many yeah. podcasts no. ago. Yeah. Like seeing yeah, you with a good buzz going on has got me going on another level. You know? I did have to like reel it back. Okay, so we were watching the Oscars together separately. Yeah. And I thought, ooh, the good thing about this is I'm going to have a nice buzz for tonight's podcast. And then I was like, well, what, 30 minutes into the Oscars and I was just throwing them back. I'm like, maybe pull back a little and just because I started getting a little too loose. But I am finishing my first bottle. I mean, yes. this is over what? Uh, hours. Three hours. hours. Three hours. The but I did bring hours. a secondary if I'm ready for it. And if not, I also brought water. What are you Good. sipping on? I forgot my stuff. Oh, it's okay. Well, I don't hopefully need it. I was die. just, I know, hopefully I don't die. Remember how desperate you were when you were in my closet and you were like, I was so desperate. Parched? If I die recording this, there's no one to blame but myself, though. You know exactly right. That is yeah. exactly right. You can blame so, your husband. I could because you can always blame your husband, right? Always. You know, for anything. <laughs> so, for All those right. of you who are listening to this, which is the whole world, this right. is airing. Everybody. Tonight was the night of the Oscars, even though this will air like a week after the Oscars. March fifth. So it's. I, think. I just looked it up. Yeah, it's March fifth today, but we're fresh off of Oscar night, and we're going to talk about it because. I mean, we need to fill you in on what you need to know, yeah. whether you watched it or not, because this is the end of the road. We've been tracking this for months at and this listen, point. And listen, I didn't watch the Grammys, but I felt like your coverage on Instagram was all I needed. And yeah. tonight, not only did we cover on Instagram, which those of you who watched it, you're the true fans on our stories, but if not, we're going to give you everything you need to know anyway. So you don't really you like, you don't have to feel bad about not watching the Oscars. We, we got you. Can you believe award season's over? No. And that's kind of just sad yeah i is. love award season i like i said in the story i was like i don't listen to any of the music or the albums i don't watch any of the tv shows or well i watch some of the tv shows or any of the movies and i just i like to never miss an award show i just there's something about well the shows. there's the fanfare you know you've got the dog and pony show yeah. you've got the campaigning you've got the fashion yeah. you've got moments that are created yeah. and people's lives yep. and dreams are made. Yeah. So yeah. So tell me, I'd love to hear, I mean, we storied like mad right. people on Instagram. So I feel like there's a lot we could cover, but let's take a step back yes. and look big picture okay. at it. Uh-huh. And let me give a quick rundown Good. of the big winners of the night. Good. I'll give my big winners. Then I'd love to hear your recap. But big winners of the night. Roma won a lot of d- awards for like Best Foreign Things Director Award. Why did you just laugh at that? <laughs> because I said foreign things. Oh. <laughs> I think there's like a very specific oh. name yeah. for like right. foreign film. Like, right. I don't know, no, whatever. No. It just, I didn't quite stick the landing on that. It was a little loose. So okay. I laughed. You know, uh, oh, okay. I thought Roma was going to take home the big the time award, picture. but Green Book took home the best picture and award. And now that you think about that, did you see Green Book? I did not because okay. the Rotten Tomatoes were pretty low on it, actually. But sometimes that happens, right? Like award shows don't always get it right. Well, or they did. And I think that's the crux of 
the Oscars this year is there was a lot of news and commentary around, are the Oscars going to go for things the critics like? Yeah. Or are they going to go for things that got the audience excited this year? And I would say Green Book was definitely not a critic's favorite this year, but definitely people who saw it seemed to really like it. Yes. Last year, The Shape of Water won, which was a big critical acclaim. I saw it and thought it sucked. So, I mean, there's always that balance between what's winning at the box office and what's winning in terms of critics. So Green Book was, I think, a pretty big upset. But kudos to the fans who liked it and loved it because they're probably very happy. (laughs) (laughs) From a Best Actress standpoint, Regina King took home an award for Best Supporting Actress, Olivia Colman, for Best Actress, Lead Actress. She beat out Glenn Close. Yeah. Glenn Close was expected to win. Yes. Apparently, she has been nominated like six times and has never won. And when you saw, like when, I don't know if you saw when they announced Olivia Olivia Coleman's name, they showed, you know, all the nominees. And I saw Glenn Close's face. It was hilarious. It was like, of course. Oh, really? (laughs) Here comes and goes another one. I mean, she was seemed very gracious, but also... Like, damn, you know? Yeah. From an actor perspective, the big Best Actor Award went to Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody. Again, that was a fan favorite, not a critic's favorite. The critics did not like that movie. I was surprised that you were like, I'm rooting for, on the story, you were like, I'm rooting for Rami Malek, but I think it's going to be so-and-so. And And I thought it was going to be, yeah, I thought it was going to be Rami just because I feel like a lot of times whoever wins the Golden Globes is like a shoe-in, you know, and he's been kind of winning all the awards yeah. this season. So I thought it was going to be him. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. I thought Christian Bale, who they both kind of, because a lot of the awards up until now have had, they've been in divided categories. So like at the Golden Globes, Olivia Coleman and Glenn Close won. And at the Golden Globes, oh. Christian Bale and Rami Malek won because How they had them divided happen? between like, they had comedy or whatever and then oh. drama. So they had like oh. different categories. Got it. Okay. So- you know, but yeah. Rami was not an underdog by any means, but still really cool to see him have that moment. And yeah. his acceptance speech was very cool. Yeah. Moments of the night for me, and then I'd love to hear the moments of the night for you. Big also winners, Bradley and Gaga, their performance, 100% redemption from the Grammys performance for me for Gaga. But he wasn't that, at that was one, right? something Just else. She was? He was not. Okay. Yes. And she tried to make it like Gaga, the singer. This was very much in the spirit of how I think a lot of people want to hear that song. Mm-hmm. It was such a powerful performance. If you did not see the Oscars and you did not see this performance yet going viral, do yourself a favor and go on YouTube and find it and watch it because it was tremendous. Didn't you think it was wonderful? Yeah. I mean, I didn't think it was as wonderful as you think it was. <laughs> I felt like it was still, I don't know, it was still too much uh show or something I don't know I just wasn't I don't know yeah I loved it Mm. didn't love it la 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 love it yeah yeah I was dead on the floor fainting I saw I saw all your stories that was a lot better no I was like well clearly that clearly they're gonna win and Colleen was like well I'm gonna die happy now you know it was like we were yeah. both happy, but one was happier. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, yeah. And then the other moment for me, big winner of the night was big pink dresses. I thought like mm-hmm. a lot of fashion um, came in the form of big pink dresses. Yeah. And I loved every single one of them. Yeah. I was just drooly. I want all of them. I want to play dress up and I want to get a big pink dress with big bows mm. and just 
live my best life and have an Oscar in my hand. Yeah. So I do feel like next year it would be cool to like actually dress up for these things, you know? Yes. All right. So my recap. So I love that they opened the show with, (laughs) this was way over my head because here's the thing in case I didn't say this, I said this on stories, but if you guys don't watch, I don't watch any of the movies. So I have not seen anything this year that was nominated other than a star is born. So when they opened the show and it was like, we are the champion. Where are we? Or whatever. It was like, rock you. Mm, mm. I was like, yeah, way to open it with like a power number. I did not link that that was Bohemian Rhapsody. I just thought they were like really oh, yeah. bringing the vibes, you know? So I was down <laughs> with that. I was like, yeah, that's what everyone should do. Like just throw back to these awesome songs, you know? So uh, I appreciated yeah. that. I loved also that they opened the show with, Well, first of all, I love that it didn't have a host. And I thought the best presenters of the night by a landslide were the first presenters, which was Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Fey. and Maya Rudolph. Maya. Maya. What's her name? Mm -hmm. Angela. Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Um, Maya Angela. I thought they were phenom. And then they did the Regina King, Best Supporting Actress. She was amazing. I thought she was very emotional. Um, I love when people are emotional. I don't love when people are reading things yeah because it comes across as sincere you yes feel well and I feel like if you wrote speaking. something out yes. you're like planning to win and I like when people are taken by surprise you know just like whoa like this is out of left yeah. field and she was expect she was the favorite oh like, she was there was a lot of talk today like give Regina the Oscar now so for her to be that swept in the moment yeah. I still think is even more of a testament yeah. to her well and it just shows how big like the Oscars are. The Oscars are the biggest ever. Yes. I agree with the pink dresses. I thought Helen Mirren was in red, but it was, she was in pink. Julia Roberts was in pink. Angela Bassett was in pink. There were some phenomenal pink dresses. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson was in pink. Melissa McCarthy is the best. I mean, (laughs) she's just hands down the best. Like she was nominated for, and actually I do, I didn't watch any of the movies, right? But like, I do feel like she should have won based on who she seems to be as a person and who the character was that she played. Like to have that much depth and to be able to, because also you can kind of get pigeonholed when you're a comedic actor into, we don't cast you in anything but comedies. And it seemed like it was kind of a serious -er role. And so I, I don't know, whatever, but then her presence. Okay. Actually I'm thinking about it. The best costume mm-hmm. Right. So now they are tied. Yeah, she is tied. I don't care about who she was presenting with, with the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Maya. She was super funny. Yeah. So. Super funny. And for her, I feel like the win was the nomination. If you have not seen Can You Ever Forgive Me, which was the movie she was nominated for, her performance was outstanding. A lot of good recognition. And I completely agree with you. Talk about yeah. diversifying herself and showing her talents off. It was incredible. So yeah, I agree. Total big win. Big night for her. I'm just going through my notes just because I don't have like bullets like you had, but. This is great. Yeah. Thank you. I did it in order. So I like that the Oscars didn't do awards during the commercials this year, but then you said on stories and I was doing the same thing. You were just fast forwarding through all of them. Agree. I was, but I do also, I still am grateful. It makes it go faster for us, but also I feel like if that is your moment, like if you made this documentary, you made this animated short film or whatever, like that is what you've spent your whole life doing and you should get the airtime. Like why does best actress get more, you know, like I just, I love that they didn't 
skip that and that everybody that they got as much airtime as whatever. Yes, agree. But I did fast. I mean, it's still fast forwarded through them. All. I fast forwarded through those, but there the big. So for those of you who don't know what the controversy was, there was the Oscars said that they were going to move quite a few awards to commercial breaks, including things like cinematography, and there was a revolt by a lot of people in the in the movie industry saying the the movies would not be the movies without the people that you're moving to commercial breaks right. who are going to get no recognition. And so, yes, those people deserve their moments. It takes a village to put together an Oscar-nominated movie. Right. I fast-forwarded through anything right. that didn't right. have name recognition for me. Yes. Yeah. Good for them. Good for all of them. You know, for putting yes. them on the air. And it was still a short show. Three hours is pretty short, I feel yes. like, for an award show. I mean, we Zoomed. You, yeah, we Zoomed. Yeah, we Zoomed. Through it. All right. Well, I'll try to just skim these. So... Remy, Remy, whatever, best actor. Rami. I do think he had a great speech, and I'm rooting for that kid, yes. guy, adult, whatever he is. I feel like like he talked about, you know, that he struggled kind of finding his identity growing up, and I can see that. You can see that yeah. in him now, and I just thought it was great. Okay, they go to best actress. They go to best actress, and they show these roles, and I had my favorites, and I and I was doing this thing on stories based on just the three second clip that they showed us of the movies. And then they showed this girl and I was like, what is she wearing? Like what's with the dress? And I thought for sure she's not going to win this. And then she won. And then yep. she had probably my favorite acceptance speech of all time. The best actress. <laughs> I don't even know her name, but I, ad- Olivia oh Coleman. My God, I adored yeah. her so much. I was so thankful that she won and, and then I just ended up loving her dress cause it had sparkles on it and stuff, but I just thought she was amazing. And then I just, so yeah. she won for being in the movie. Ashley's opening, opening up her second, second bottle of wine, everyone just to narrate the sounds. But Olivia Coleman was the lead actress in the movie The Favorite, which is what Joe Alwyn, Taylor's boyfriend, was also in. Oh! And she was phenom. So just connecting that for They were you. not there, were they? No, but I Taylor, so uh, you can sip with us. Squad member sent us a picture of Taylor posted something 12 minutes ago in a hallway with a fancy dress. She must be at an after, after party with him. party. Look. Can you see? <gasps> I'm showing Ashley through the face. Yes. Oh. So she's making big moves so today. she's there. She is in, in She's with area. Joe. She's doing something oh Oscar party related and she looks gorgeous. Of course. Of course she does. I was confused because don't they always have, I thought they always had the best actress from the year before present the best actor and then the best actor present the best actress, which they did not do this year. Well, they had... But I thought that's like a thing. Yeah, it seemed a little different. They did have the Best Actress winner from last year there. Frances McDermott, is that right? She won for... Yeah, but she was like co-presenting. Yeah, it wasn't as meaningful. It wasn't like her in the spotlight. Yeah. And then the Best Actor from last year was with the Best Supporting Actress from last year. Right. Which I didn't understand this co... Anyway, but then Julia Roberts came out, ended the show, slayed in the pink... I do make take note. My worst dress was Sarah Paulson. Oh, I loved Sarah Paulson in the pink dress. I loved in the it so much. Weird two piece. I thought it was the worst ever. Oh, I mean, it was worst dress yeah. of the night for me. Oh, see, I just love yeah. her, and she's kind of quirky and like takes risks. And I think she's a tremendous actress. So when she came out, I gasped and I said, "I loved that dress." 
I did. So <laughs> this is a sip squad divided. Well, but well, I respect a lot your of opinion. things that that happens. That is, yeah. and it's good. It's healthy. Here's my other nose. I thought Charlize Theron was a no. A big All no for me. Things too. about her, yep. no dress, no look. Didn't like anything about that situation. I did. I thought Jennifer Hudson looked great. Didn't like the song. Yep. I really was not down with Bette Midler. <laughs> I did not. I was just not. Also, Spike Lee. I really was rooting for him because everyone gave him a standing ovation. I thought, hmm, this guy's... It reminded me of... You know how Leo has been nominated? And actually, when you told me about Glenn Close's story, it's the same thing. But he was nominated years and years and years for Best Actor and Never Won. And then when he finally won, the whole place gave him a standing O because it's like, you deserve this. Probably... Same thing with Glenn Close, but I guess that's what happened with Spike Lee. I don't know because everyone stood oh. up and like was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" But then his speech was just like very confusing to me, and he was like not reading at a cadence that I could follow. I don't really understand. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know the story with that guy? I don't know, yeah. well, but I just yeah. There was a lot of the Oscars that I was pretty checked out on. Yeah. Like there were a couple big moments, but overall. There was snoozy – and even Bette Midler, so to clarify, because on Insta stories, I was like, man, give it up for Bette Midler. I can't believe she's 73. Yeah. Out there. I mean, you know, fair. She's, yeah. she's fair. like Hollywood, I feel like. You know, same kind of effect when Julia Roberts comes out. You're like, that's a classic. Not the same as Julia Roberts. I take that back. Mm-hmm. I walk that back immediately. Yeah, that's a but, to Julia. But <laughs> yeah, careful, careful where you're treading here. Yeah. Wow. Slippery slope. <laughs> I'm gonna just slowly proceed here. Yes, that cautious. I just thought Bette Midler delivered, you know, and it was okay, whatever. But the song <laughs> after that, the Cowboys right, when the Cowboys trade their boots for halos or something. You know what? There was I was asleep. Did you like I that? thought Do they were adorable? No. I thought no. they were so cute. <laughs> no way. You are kidding me. No. I fell asleep. I thought they were the so cute. I loved them. I loved them oh so much. They were all God. matchy and soulful and yeah. But I also wonder if because it was Jennifer Hudson and then Barbara or what's her name? Bette Midler. Midler. Yeah. And then, and I was like, what is, what are, why is anyone performing outside of, they should just do shallow five times. Like why is anyone else performing, you know? So I was maybe, I don't know if it was, I was trying to throw them a bone, but I thought they were adorable. They're a little matchy matchy. Oh my God. Whatever. Also, what's up with Barbara Streisand? Why does everyone love her so much? Well, I mean, she is sort of a legend in terms of music that but I don't listen why? to. I mean, she's an industry legend. She's been around To me, forever. she's a noy balls. But I, everyone, she got a standing O also. I was very confused Barbara. by the standing ovations tonight. And I did, I just, it's all. Well, crazy. she's not only singer, but she's been in major movies. I mean, she's. She was in A Star is Born. I mean, yeah. She is you know? living legend-ish. But I think it <sighs> uh, could be generational too. You know? Well, I think. Maybe. Could be annoying. I love all the hot takes. Anything else on your? Let me just see if I've left anything else. Have you left anything else? Oh, this is just an extra shout out. You know, all these awards, you don't really know. You don't appreciate them. I mean, we can kind of conceptualize what actor means, actor and actress, Mm -hmm. because like we've all acted at times before, right? You have to do like theater or whatever. So you can understand what that skill takes. I feel like all of the other ones, you're like, hmm. How hard can that be? Costume, hair, makeup, whatever. But like all of them are very difficult and very challenging. And when I was watching, this was the first, watch it, <laughs> This was the first year that I, the, who was it? Michael Keaton presented Best Editor. And whatever he said, it really made me take in like, 
how much skill is required for editing these films. Cause then I started thinking about how, when we, when we were first on YouTube and it would take mm-hmm. us, we would have an hour of footage in one location, not multiple camera angles, just us one thing. And it would take us four hours to edit one hour of footage yeah. to get it to like 15, 20 minutes. And then I was thinking yes. how many hours of footage and how many camera angles and that da, 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 to like put together a movie. And I was just thinking, man, that was one that I can really appreciate, but it makes me like appreciate all of them. Cause I'm sure costume and screenplay and like music and all of these things are, and like sound effect, all these An things are art. just like, yeah. I mean, they live and breathe this stuff and it is incredible. Yeah. Really. That makes me think of, there was this one time I was watching the Olympics and I read this tweet that was like, they should have normal people try these things first just to give us a baseline. Like pluck <laughs> yes. a normal person out yeah. and put them on the right. rink and have them try and do a figure skating yeah. routine and then bring out the <laughs> yeah. Olympian. And like yeah. they should have somebody like, okay, you try and do a costume like, design and like, or whatever. And so then true. bring in if the If we swam against yeah. Michael Phelps, like if we did a 50 meter swim against Michael Phelps, right? Like yeah. that would really show that he's, he's pretty damn capable of gold medal shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good, man, that's good. That's a good point. But that's all I've got from the Oscars. I thought it was great. I loved, I really did love that there was no host because I felt like it just cut down on the like, Bleh. yeah. Nonsense, you know? Okay. Hot yeah. take here. I, you know, cause there was like a lot of drama around the no host thing. Oh, there was. And I feel, yeah, well, because they had the host and then Kevin Hart thing and then that all imploded and then. What? No, that's not common knowledge, maybe. Maybe it is, but I have not heard this. Well, there was controversy around old things he had said. I'm not fully sped up on, but he's Kevin Hart, So right? he was Comedian. supposed to be the host. Yes. And then. And then controversial things came out and they cut him. Yeah, it was like, I think some pretty homophobic statements if I'm I hope I'm not yeah miss no I've heard these things about Kevin Hart so he was dropped from the Oscars and then it was this big debacle trying to find a new host and they like no one would take the job or whatever but I feel like probably it was great for ratings to have like the oh my god we're you know there's no one steering the ship there's no host like all that noise I think kept it relevant so maybe that was intentional because I liked it too. Yeah. I thought it was fine. But I also think it was probably great build up heading into the Oscars for it to be like, is this going to be fine without a host? You know, it was like. I mean, but at these, this point, what all press do is good press. Do? They don't really do much anymore. I feel like with all the presenters doing things. Let's get to a, because this is going to be a tie-in. Because we're going to go through our favorite historical yeah. Oscar yeah. moments. Our top movie, True. our top actor, our top actress. I'm going to run through my top award show moments really quickly. Okay. But one of my top award show moments was when Chris Rock hosted. So he hosted the Oscars a couple years ago and his opening monologue was like Oscars so white and it was the funniest (laughs) shit I've ever seen. And so I think hosting is probably very difficult. Nine times out of 10, it's really, really bad. But I think if you have a great host, like someone as talented as Chris Rock, it can be tremendous. My other favorite I have two more. Last year when there was the mix-up with Best Picture and they said La La Land, yes. but then it was actually Moonlight. Yeah. But La my La favorite Land. part of that, yeah, my favorite part of that was when Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone were standing up there and like all of the mishap was going down and they're just looking at each other laughing. <laughs> and I loved that because I'm like, they're cool yeah. as shit. Like they're finding yeah. the humor in this. 
And then lastly, and it's it's funny because I wrote this down earlier this morning, but it's very relevant. When Gwyneth, and this is a weird one, but I remember it impacting me when I was young, Colleen, was when Gwyneth Paltrow won Best Actress. It was in 1999. She won for Shakespeare in Love, and she was wearing the most beautiful, big, pink mm-hmm. dress. And I went and looked, and I just remember her winning and getting up there and thinking. I was like, oh, my God. Like, just seeing her win for whatever reason was just such a moment, and it was iconic. I mean, her yes. dress was iconic. I can even picture it when you say it. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked at a picture of it today, and I still think even out of all the pink dresses tonight, Gwyneth Paltrow in that pink dress for me is just you can't beat it. That was just one of my favorite award show moments. What Gwyneth is Paltrow yours? back then. I feel like now she's just a noiballs. But yeah, I do. Yeah. All right. So I quickly just wrote them down because I forgot to write those in my notes. And I kept thinking of one all day, all day, all day. And it's not Oscars. It's right. We didn't like to specify Oscar. It could be anything. No. My favorite no. that just coming kept coming back and one that I have quoted over and over again. You're going to know this one. Is when Tina Fey and Will Smith yes. presented and they Will were talking about, or yeah, Will Ferrell. And they were like, you, <laughs> you, 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 get out of here. I, that, I just keep going back. But then I wrote just a couple, I thought Leonardo, Lee, Guys, I've had a lot of wine. Just forget. You can do this. You can do this. We're here. You've got Leonardo. the whole, All the listeners are behind. Leonardo. Leonardo DiCaprio winning was, I feel like, a special moment because I just think it's cool when the whole room of people, like all of your peers, are cheering for you. Like they're like, we yes. know that you deserve to win. So I thought that was really cool last last year, two years ago. And then I loved. I always love everything Julia Roberts does. So I loved when she won for Aaron Brockovich. Oh my God. And then I remember. I remember that dress, the black and yes, white dress black and that white. she was wearing. Yes. She won. Yes. And I remember really wanting her to win because, and we will get to this, but Aaron Brockovich is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes. And then also the other speech that I loved was Cuba Gooding, Cuba Gooding Jr. Gooding. <laughs> yep. For what's that movie jerry something what's it called oh oh my god with tom uh mcguire mcguire yeah he was so good he like somersaulted on stage like flipped around he was just very extravagant yes i wish i could say that halle berry was one of my favorite moments because it was the first time a black woman had won best actress but she was she's just i remember that she's annoying balls so those are my faves those are good ones tell me your top So we're going to do top movie next. Tell me your top movie. Oh, top time. movie. Okay. So now this is a little bit difficult because I don't watch movies, right? So I did, it was like movies that you need to watch. And I put A League of Their Own. Do you know that one? Yes. I put A League of Their Own. I watched it a hundred times minimum growing up. And now I was thinking, I was like, when I thought about it today, I was like, I'm not going to say that one. And yeah. then I thought about it and I was like, it's very female empowerment. It's very like we can do all the things men can do, whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of topical, even though it's very old. And then Aaron Brockovich. I yeah. love, 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 love. Like if Aaron Brockovich is on, if I'm scrolling the channels and Aaron Brockovich is on some channel, I will always, 100% of the time, turn it on. Go there. I love that movie. Yeah. So mine is, it actually, it won a lot of Oscars when it came out. Oh. But I remember this one because um, I remember watching it in the theater and I cried at the ending. <gasps> it has 
my favorite actress in it, which we'll get to. Oh, my God. But I – so fun fact about me, even though I love watching movies, I don't like watching movies twice usually. Like I don't like watching reruns. But this movie I watched a lot. I would watch it again if I saw it on TV. I would proactively go watch it like if I really wanted to see something. And there was a soundtrack out and I know every single song and every single word and that is Moulin Rouge. I loved Ewan McGregor in it. I loved Nicole Kidman in it. I did not see that that, coming, you guys. I did not see that coming. That one for me when I was in like two, right? No, that's like cats or something else. Or what? Yes, no, that had Nicole Kidman. Catherine Zeta-Jones was never in that movie. She was in some sort of musical. That's some other Broadway shit. Other than that (laughs) one, won awards too. But that is not Moulin Rouge. That one was like something totally different. Okay, I'm looking it up. I'm going to see what... Yeah, I know what one you're talking about. Yeah, I just need to know now. Put Catherine Zeta-Jones Broadway. Chicago. That's the one. Yeah, Yeah. Chicago. This is not the same one. Not the same. But I loved the drama of it. I loved the dancing, singing sequences, and the talent was amazing. Yeah. So... That's my, oh my top movie of all time. Tell me again. your favorite actor, actress. Okay, favorite actress. I've got three. Okay. All right. Sandra Bullock of all, like, I remember in high school when we used to be like, who's your favorite actor? Ashley? Like, she's been my favorite forever. So I love Sandra Bullock, everything she yeah. she does. Meryl Streep, that is someone who, no matter what she yep. puts out, I will watch the movie just because. Totally. And I don't, you know, like, I don't make a point to do that with anyone else. And then modern day, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. I just feel like. I'm never going to be disappointed when I watch that. Yep. Anything that she's in. What's yours? What's I yours? So I already said Nicole Kidman. I love her. Love when she wins. I think she's just so talented. She's... And then I also put Meryl because queen. Yeah. Okay, for queen. actor, I put one. And it, I don't know if you know this. And I still can't even put my finger on why he's my fave. But oh my I God. have okay. like a weird obsession with Stanley Tucci. Do you know him? No. So he was in like <laughs> Devil Wears Prada. He was the host I'm in Hunger Games. He was the host in Hunger oh. Games. He was in Julia and Julia. So he, he's played, he's um, acted alongside <gasps> Meryl Streep. Yes. I love this guy so much. Oh and God, so like fun too. fact, he is married to Emily Blunt's sister, Felicity Blunt. Oh. And he also has a cookbook, which I own because it had Stanley Tucci. Of course, of course. Like it was from him. (laughs) And then you have to watch this dumb thing because I swear they made it for me. But Saturday Night Live, like last year, did this segment for Stanley Tucci that was like, people should know about him. And it was called Tucci Gang. And they did a rap song about how awesome Stanley Tucci is. And Chris and I were dying because they're like, did they make this for me? Like, <laughs> I'm like the 1% who's obsessed with this guy. Rightfully so, so Squad, if any, he's just so talented. But if anyone else has weird obsessions with Stanley Tucci, please tell yeah. me. I just don't want to be the only one. Who's your favorite actor? Okay, so I have one actor, but it's again, an old school, like, remind, like when I was thinking, who's your favorite actor, actor, actor? I went back to when people would ask me that question in high school. It was Denzel Washington. But then I'm like, is he is he truly yeah. your favorite actor? Like, I love him. But then I couldn't think of any other... A re-examination. I couldn't yeah. think of any other actors, but I could think of characters. So Denzel okay. Washington is my favorite actor, I think. Okay. I really liked Mel Gibson until he turned into a psychopath, racist, homophobe. Yeah. As far as acting skills. Like Braveheart is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's just a bummer that he's such a shithole of a human. But characters. 
Walter White and Steve Carell. No surprises there. Yeah. Those two guys, uh, like, yes. I just always root for them. And I don't know if I root for whoever, who are they, um, whatever their real names are, but I definitely am those characters, man. Like, they nailed yeah. those characters. So those are my faves. Those are good picks. Really good picks. Let's switch over into Hot, hot Topics. topics. And we're saying goodbye to the Oscars oh forever. We're at the end of the road. I feel like that's pretty good. It was a pretty good. Good yeah. send off. I mean, like good. Yeah. And we need to talk about some heartbreaking news over the last couple of weeks. Love gone wrong. Ash, Chloe, Kardashian, man. Tristan, dirty dog. So here's the thing. Cheated on her with Jordan Woods, family friend, BFF of Kylie. Tell me. Tell me what you think about this. So th- this news broke when I was traveling. I was traveling last week and uh, just saw it when I was scrolling Instagram. And I thought, well, that's not surprising. And I tried to do some research and I really don't know. So I hope you've done some research because I want to know what happened, how this came out, what went down. But I do think it's not surprising. Like, I feel like this news came out. He was cheating on Chloe when she was nine months pregnant. And before that, Mm -hmm. like, there was two girls that he was caught on camera cheating on her with. I'm like, if you're caught on camera with two girls, how many other ones you weren't caught on camera with? Like, this guy is a dirty dog, a sleazy McSleaze. And how dumb are you that if you are involved with a Kardashian to do that, like, you should just know better. Because, like, shit's going to come out and you are going to... I noticed I went to his... Instagram and he turned off all his comments and one can comment on his shit. So I'm not surprised. I feel terrible for Chloe because it's awful. But also, do you know anything of what happened? What what went down? I tried to research and I I couldn't. Okay. 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 Yeah. So apparently, uh, and I agree with you on all points, by the way. So Jordan is the woman who he cheated on with Chloe. Yeah. It happened at a party, apparently. Kylie lived with this girl it's her best friend they have like matching friend tattoos she was in like do you remember the video that kylie released like to my daughter when she announced like was there like the birthing video thing kind of yeah anyway jordan is very very close and was a part of that so nobody believed that this was possible like how could this happen but apparently there was a lot of recon done and it was true and since then, a lot of Kardashians have clearly unfollowed Jordan and Tristan. Jordan has moved out of Kylie's house. My issue with this, besides it just being, I mean, obviously totally disgusting, is that there seems to be this sentiment like in the media of how could Jordan do oh. this? Like we expected this from Tristan, but how could Jordan do this? Mm-hmm. Like, she's a family friend. And like Tristan doesn't get a pass. No. Just because it's you're a, a dog who's cheated before yeah. – does not mean that, like, it's somehow more Jordan's fault, like, because she was a family friend. Tristan is the father of Chloe's child. So they're both major in the doghouse. And it doesn't seem like he's getting a pass, but it's almost like there's more focus on Jordan because Tristan has cheated before. Like, oh, you know, how could we expect anything different? But it's a bummer. You know, if you think about these are real people, she's a mom, you know, they're – it's her daughter and the father of her child who's done this and it's all over the media and then a family friend like pretty deep betrayal there on both sides i mean okay so here's the situation colleen probably extremely hurt here's the situation 
right now, you are seven months pregnant? Uh, yeah. Okay, so right now, all of a sudden, you're mega famous, and Chris is found out to be cheating on you. Yeah. Okay, actually, it's like two months. It's like a month from now. You're about to give birth. Because didn't this come out when she was in the hospital giving, like, basically? It was like the day before she went into labor. So so it's not even yet. Like, it's it's like you have a whole nother month of, like, being excited together as a couple, planning her nursery, doing all these things. Then Ugh. you find out he's, che- he, he's cheating on you. It's embarrassing on top of being awful. Like, if you weren't famous, yeah. right? That would be awful. Then you decide, well, I'm going to stick by him. He has stories. I believe him. He's got my back, whatever, whatever. Then you give birth. You try to make this family work. And then Chris and I hook up at a party. Mm. I just can't even imagine what she's going through. And I hate it when people say, like, oh, they're famous. Like, what do they like? I've seen because John watches TMZ and they all they're just so rude about the Kardashians. They're like, they just, yes. you know, they want all this attention, but then they don't want this attention. It's like, guys, they're still human. Like, there are things that they don't play yes. up for the show. Like, they still feel things. And I can just only imagine. I remember like Chloe gave birth around the time, maybe a few months after I gave birth to Rev. And I just mm-hmm. would put myself in her shoes. Like, how would that feel if I was going into labor and I was like, not sure. Like I was, all of this stuff was swirling through my head. And then I think about like, if someone told me this now, like John and you hooked, it would just be like devastation on an, uh, like in, well, maybe it's not the same thing. Cause it would be like you hooking up with Malika, but like, no, but it's like, but you're either losing. way, it's just, yeah. it's disgusting. It's wrong. And I don't care how famous yeah. they are or how much money they have. They still have feelings and I hate it. I hate that she's going through this. I hate that this is whatever. What's that kid's name? True. I hate that this is True's family now. Yeah. Like that break. I I hate that this is. I hate it all. I think it's awful and shame on I both agree. of them. But shame on Tristan because for sure shame on Jordan. But I'm shaming Tristan because he, it's his kid. Like he should be thinking about his kid's life. Yes. This is like. I mean Jordan. Yes. Yeah, there's, I mean, that ruins her family too because Kylie was her family, but this is True's life. His daughter's Bigger life than he's that. fucking with. Yeah, it's, ugh, it makes me sick. I hate it. And there was a lot of talk about, is this a stunt to get ratings mm. because their new season is coming up? And I could see them doing a lot to shamelessly drive yeah. publicity for the yeah. show. They do. But this is this is involving, this is the father of her child. There's yeah. no way. I think. And I agree with you. It's too and harmful. People need to like they would I feel I like know. for publicity for just the show, which jerks. one, I don't think they super need anymore. I think people are just watching it no matter what. But two, I think it would right. be like a sister fight, sister drama, some like or maybe like a Scott and Courtney, like something super outlandish. But like Tristan cheating isn't far fetched. Yeah. Like that's a thing. Also, there's silver linings that come out of everything, and one of them is everybody needs someone as loyal as Kim Kardashian in their life. And I don't always love her, but when shit goes down, she is is ruthless for the people that she loves. You're right. And she is being a savage right now about anybody. Like there was this rumor that Chloe was going to be the bachelorette and the producer of the bachelor was like, Chloe's in talks to be the bachelorette. And Kim slammed Mike Fleiss's the guy. She slammed him so hard and like put out text messages between like her, Chloe and Chris to prove that this guy was just being a 
uh, Kris Jenner, oh. their mom, yeah. like basically totally proving that this was just someone trying to Publicity. get press off yeah. of Chloe's heartache. And she's just awesome yeah. when it comes to this kind of stuff, man. She just rides hard for the people she loves. And I think no matter what you think about Kim, you got to give her that, you know? And also, I'm kind of just on Kim's side about everything these days. Except for Taylor. Well, yeah. When yes. she slammed Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything else, we're on Kim's yeah. side. Yes. I feel like, though, okay, I didn't like that she slammed Taylor, but I do like, again, it's, I think Kanye's a little bit of a psychopath, and I think mm-hmm. Kim had her husband's back, which I feel like your husband or wife should have your back to the end of the earth, no matter what. So yes. I appreciate on the outside. Like, I think Kim is the same person that she's probably, now she's probably like, I don't know if Taylor deserved that, but in the moment, she was probably you know, like thinking like, oh no, she wronged Kanye and she had Kanye's back. So I can't fault her for having Kanye's back. She's just married to a little bit of a crazy. I think Kanye is a little bit crazy. There is a rumor that Kim and Taylor have reconciled. I believe it. They're no longer, I don't know how, but that that is no longer a thing. Let's move on to Lady Gaga, who also had a broken engagement. I don't know much about who she was even engaged to. No. It seemed tonight like that was not it just is I don't know I don't well, tell me your thoughts on this because I don't have a lot of thoughts like Gaga this is her second broken engagement, engagement that has fallen through yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. I have a couple thoughts my first thought is I am surprised that Bradley Cooper is still in a relationship with whoever he is in a relationship with based on their appearances mm-hmm. together through this whole A Star is Born thing I understand that it's acting and it's playing it up and whatever like they're but Man, would it be hard if I were Bradley Cooper's significant other to not think there were legitimate feelings between them because acting in the movie is one thing, but like every time on the red carpet, every time they perform, it is like they want to be inside each other. It is like yeah. so intense. intense. So yeah. I feel like that may have been a thing. I don't know with their breakup. I also feel proud of Lady Gaga for having performed tonight and really still shown up for this because no matter, so this is going to come up later in the episode, but when you have issues with your significant other that is significant, married or fiance or whatever, it is really hard to focus on anything else. And we can all look at Lady Gaga and be like, well, you're amazing. You're great. Like you deserve this. This is your time. But she doesn't think, you know, like you don't think those things about yourself mm-hmm. all the time. So I felt like tonight when she was emotional doing the performance, I felt a little bit more like it was authentic and not as much for show just because of what she's going through right now. Yeah. I don't know who she was engaged to either though. Yeah. And I agree. Like I, there's a lot of speculation about Gaga and Bradley and I can see why, yeah. because like you said, it is crazy intense, but I also think it's possible for a man and a female to have an intense bond, especially over art, Mm -hmm. and it not be sexual. But I would – it would be very difficult for me if I was Bradley Cooper's girlfriend to see that. But she was sitting with him tonight. His beautiful model girlfriend was sitting with him tonight. The Oscars, they look very happy. So I think all that speculation will die down now that award season is over. And I think Gaga lays it on thick in general, in life. So kind of Bradley's like one of many things she lays it on thick for. So whatever. Man, I hope uh, on the bright side, and we did not plan to talk about this, but 
everybody who loves Taylor Swift should know <gasps> that there is a shit ton of speculation yeah. going on today because Taylor Swift posted a picture. And for those of you who have followed or don't follow, whenever Taylor is taunting a new album, historically, she's given pretty blatant hints in her pictures about the new era. Yeah. So people have been dissecting all of her posts recently, and there have been themes. One of those themes has been palm trees. Apparently, there was like a jacket she was wearing that had a palm tree like patch on it. Today, she posted a picture that had seven palm trees and seven emoji palm trees as the caption. Her next album is the seventh album. There are people who are looking at the clouds in that picture, like upside down, every which way and sideways. <laughs> Apparently, there's like a seven in the clouds. Like oh it is God. crazy. It is crazy. But Taylor does nothing by mistake. You and I were texting right. about this earlier. I don't want to over speculate on this picture, but I will say a new era is here. I'm going all the way there. There's rumors that she's going to play at Coachella and release new music. There's rumors that- When is Coachella? Like in April. Fuck. Too late for you to travel because I was going to say we have to go. Because remember when Beyonce- No, let's go. I will give birth at Coachella. Oh I don't care if it means Taylor. We'll be there. Because remember when Beyonce <laughs> last year was like lately announced at Coachella and then she put on the performance of her life. Everyone was talking about it. It was just yeah. like, wow. I don't know, man. But that if that doesn't brighten your day, I don't <laughs> yeah. know what will. But keep an eye on Taylor's Instagram because she will be – everything she's going to be doing from it's this point smart. forward will yeah. have hidden Strategic. things in it. And yep. she knows her Swifties are smart. Um, what do you think? Should we do rant and rave? Yeah. All right. I feel like we were thinking, you guys, about listener voicemail, but then it's 48 minutes in. and We'll do listener voicemail next time. We don't want to waste We got a time. good one. It's not yeah, going we, anywhere. We, I feel like maybe we should do an episode where it's just like back to back, where we don't bring an agenda. It's just listener voicemails and then our feedback to that, you know, so everyone can get their airtime. Let's do then... that. We're going to do a listener voicemail whole episode. Great. Go to our Instagram and press the call button. It will yeah. take you, it will ring. We will not pick up. It does not actually get to us. Yes. Leave us a voicemail in one minute and 30 seconds or less. Tell us your hot takes. <laughs> Do you like the specific number? <laughs> well, because like three podcasts ago, it was like yeah. three minutes or less where it cuts you off. Last podcast, it was like two minutes or less. Uh, this minute, this, this time it's like, Hey, one next minute, time it's going to be like one second or less. Or less. <laughs> Tell us your name and hang up. <laughs> I, but this, Bye. this voicemail is about to play that will play on a whole episode is like 45 seconds and it's perfect. It's concise. It gets the point across, but call us. Oh, she did her job. She's awesome. But call us about any of the episodes that you've listened to up well, until this point. Do we have time to do it? I mean, she did 45 we minutes. have time to play it, but we don't have seconds. to, I want to like talk about it. It's a good okay, one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it okay. its time. Plus, I love Ooh, this yeah. idea of we should totally yeah, do a listener voicemail fun. episode. Like a whole listener. Okay, great. So great. call us and tell us anything you want. Your hot takes yeah. on episodes past, questions for us. If you need advice, blow us up yeah. on voicemail. Yeah. Let me give you the actual number two. I mean, it's on Instagram. Just press the call button. Yeah, but also, and also just go to our Instagram and follow us. ASAP. At you can sit with us. We give you extra content. The number is 503-489-7282. But back to your, you were saying we give extra content and we do. We do. Yeah. It's not just the same. It's not just, hey, go listen to our podcast. It's a lot of that, but it's a lot of other good stuff too. Yep. Like tonight. Ugh. What? Man, I'm on Instagram right now and you think Sarah Paulson's dress is cute. I loved it. I love her. Oh my God. I, I thought it was fashion. I thought it was like daring and high fashion. 
Did you see no. the guy who wore a tuxedo dress by Christian Seriano? No. Oh my god, no. it was brilliant. I'll pull that up really quick for you. I thought Helen Mirren looked ravishing. Oh my god, she looked she oh it, yes. Stunning. Julia yes. Roberts stunning. Also Lady Gaga and her tan, stunning. Yes. Okay, this I thought was so high fashion. I don't know if you're going to love it or hate it, but it was a moment tonight. <laughs> Christian Siriano, so he was on Project Runway. He designed it. But this guy was like, if I'm going to walk the red <gasps> carpet, I want a moment. And it's like the top is a tux and the bottom is like a ball gown. So Google Sip Squad, oh Billy my God. Porter. And it is like the most – it's such a cool thing. I think it's like I'm so high I'm obsessed fa- with him. Yeah. Good yeah, Isn't that job. amazing? Yeah, that's am- amazing. All right. Let's wrap okay. this up. Let's get into – With rant, rant and rave. And rave. Boo and woo. There's still a call out for that jingle contest, yeah. Anyone? Guys. Anyone? Takers? Bueller. <laughs> All right. Rant yes. first, right? I'll go yeah. first. Okay. So <laughs> – Colleen might be surprised that I'm sharing this. So this last week, my husband and I, we have been, we've been struggling for a while. We've been struggling for the last six months or so. And this week was really, really hard. I traveled this week. We got into a big fight before I left. And I mean, there's just been a lot of times of not thinking we're going to make it through. And I don't, I still don't know if we will, but I came back from vacation and you know, we're, we're just really committed to it. And the reason that I wanted to talk about it is because I didn't know. So we got into our first really kind of like dark time back in September. And when I talk, and I'm a heart on my sleeve kind of person, like I talk about things and I was surprised at how many people said this is normal. And I feel like if I didn't have people to talk to me about this, to be like, it's okay that, you know, you're fighting. It's, marriage is hard. There were six months where my husband lived on the couch. There were times where I threw my rings in my head, like whatever. I don't know if I would be like, I I would think that we were an anomaly that this is just Mm -hmm. like, it's not supposed to be this hard because I'm surrounded by really great relationships. Like you and Chris have a great relationship. A lot of people in my coaching business have great relationships. And so I can compare myself very easily to other great relationships. And John and I are at a very difficult time. And I don't know if it's Revy. I don't know if it's us, whatever. But this week was really, really hard. And I cried a lot about it. And I was traveling. But the point is, I can't say if you should stay in your relationship or not. But I just know we are working through it now. And you know, we have a kid and I, I love him a lot. And we've just decided like, no matter what, we have to give everything that we can. And so at this point it is, I got back on Thursday and it is Sunday. So it's been a few days um, of hard discussions, but feeling really encouraged by like just refocusing on us and making commitments. I'm going to go to therapy. He's going to go to therapy. We're going to go to couples therapy together. And so I just want to, anyone out there, like if you are really struggling, it's not like a weird thing. Like marriage can be very hard. And at some point for every single one of us, it will be very hard. And it doesn't mean that you should stay no matter what, but it also doesn't mean to just give up when things get hard. So my rant this week is this marriage has been very, very tough for us. And I hope a year from now or two years from now or three years from now, like I can look back and just be like, we had to go through that to get to the strength. But either way, we're both kind of just committed to trying and 
seeing what happens and we'll reevaluate later. But that was a very difficult time this week and yeah. thankful for friends. And I called Colleen and was just like leaning on her. And so anyway, I felt like I had to talk about it because yeah. it was, it's a pretty big thing. It is. And you guys are getting our whole lives here. Yeah. You know, when the SIP squad listens in, you guys are getting our weekly conversations that Ash and I have. I mean, not the one we had this week yeah. <laughs> earlier about this topic, but you guys are getting the real deal. And sometimes that's about Stanley Tucci and my death by not drinking water in the Oscars. <laughs> and sometimes it's the real hard shit that's going on. And I applaud you for sharing it because it's not easy to open up about things like this. And I think for those of you listening who might be going through something similar or who have gone through something similar, it is important to know you're not alone. Life can get messy and it can be hard and none of us are alone in the various phases of that. So I will say I don't want any messages about it though. So no, don't mess it. Like don't leave us voicemails on this. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. No, do not call us. <laughs> What's your rant? My rant is just annoying and it's been going on for the last week, but pregnancy <gasps> dreams are intense. Every single night right now, I don't know what's going on. I'm in week 28 now of pregnancy and my God. So I will tell you, it's like every night I go to bed, I like, I'm so tired. I'm excited to go to bed. And I'm also like kind of dreading what big adventure will I go on tonight? And I wake up like exhausted because I've been in these crazy intense dreams. So this week alone, let me tell you what's happened to me at night when I sleep. I've gotten, there was a dream where I got like 10 tattoos there was a dream where I had an unknown child and I like there was a convention center where everybody was meeting up with their unknown children. And I like saw my daughter for the first time who was in middle oh school. God. By the way, if anyone like translates dreams, tell me what all this means. But also it's probably just crazy yeah. hormones. I had a dream that Kylie Jenner and I started a business venture. Ooh. I also had a dream and this that one sounds wasn't extreme. Bad. But was that one you... bad? That one not no. bad. That was a good no. time. No, the, a lot of these are just like, they're not bad. They're just super intense. And when I wake up, I feel exhausted because I'm, to it's like virtual reality. Like I'm totally there. But this one was so vivid and it sounds really intense and sad. But then when you hear, okay, so I had a dream I tried to commit suicide. So again, that sounds terrible, guys. It sounds awful. But I, I tried to do it by overdosing on my prenatal vitamins. <laughs> and I had taken my prenatal vitamins right before I went to bed and I hate taking them they're like these big like powdery ones and so in my dream I knew I wasn't like really gonna die so it wasn't right, scary right. it wasn't sad but like I remember I was like putting them in my mouth by the fistful but nobody was crying. They're like, oh, my God, Colleen is overdosing on her prenatal vitamins. But no one was crying. So then I was like, well, if no one's going to cry, I'm not going to do this. So I like, was like, abort mission. I was like, if nobody's even sad, I don't know. So that was, I don't know. But it, I can't wait for these to stop. Because it's just exhausting, oh and I'm God. really tired of these adventures. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just, hang in there, because yeah. I don't think they're Thank going away you. anytime soon. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I feel like it's hormones. And I remember when I was pregnant with Rev, I had crazy ass dreams. And a couple, what, last week, I actually took a pregnancy test because I was having very vivid dreams. And I'm like, this is like reminding me of when I was pregnant. It was negative, yeah. but I don't have any reason to know why the dreams were happening. But I remember, like, it is a very vivid situation. Oh, God. I'm with, uh, you know, solid at Godspeed, friend. Godspeed. 
Thank you. All right, let's lighten it up with some raves. Okay. What's your rave of the week? So I took Rev to an aquarium this week. Rev's my kid. I took Rev to an aquarium this week. She's only, what, 15 months or something? And so she's walking, but she's, like, not super focused on things. It was, like, the best ever because she she would just, like, start sprinting. She just sees – they have, like, tanks just on the ground. You know, I mean, the aquariums are for kids. So they see them, like, down on the ground. She would just see when she just, like, sprint around and, like, just be – she was – had the best time ever. And I just was, like, beaming the whole day. And then they had this shark mascot walking through, and she was just looking at him with these – wide eye. and like older kids were afraid of the shark but she doesn't know she doesn't get it yet so she was just like yeah what's this cost like what's going on right here and she was I caught her smiling and also like super inquisitive and anyway it was really really a very rad experience and it made me think like I kind of want to boycott zoos because I don't love animals in cages but I want to do things like that I can see why you know how like as a dog mom you love Thousand Acres, like taking your dogs to do like go swimming or going whatever. Cause you're like, look at how happy they are. Yeah. So I feel and like Thousand that's Acres what's is happening. a dog park in oh, Portland, yeah. guys. Yeah. So just it's a huge, anyway, huge yes. it's a thousand acre dog park. Yeah. It's amazing. But it makes me want to do that kind of stuff now that she's old enough to do that kind of stuff. Like I yeah. want to take her to do shit. So she's And just you're seeing the joy stuff. through her oh, eyes. Like all these amazing. firsts and all these adventures. It's yeah, so cool. It cool. My rave for the week. So I hosted a work event. The last couple of days for my team, I managed a team of salespeople. And like when you have to manage, like throw a meeting, you're thinking about, I mean, you've thrown events for your team. Like you're thinking about logistics and you're kind of planning and you're in go mode and you can only, like it's just a lot of work and you're just, your mind's kind of constantly going, like hurting people and, and coordinating the whole thing. So I was doing that. I was in total meeting mode. We went to a team dinner. After the team dinner, we had like a team activity we were going to do. It was like a game night, like a coordinated game night that I was organizing. <laughs> and I walk in to the place like that we were going to have the game night and they surprised, my team surprised me with a full-blown baby shower. Mm-hmm. And I have never had, I've never had like a surprise like that mm-hmm. where you walk into a room and everybody screams surprise. And I full-blown cried. Yeah. And it was like, they had a cake, they had like gifts someone had made got me like non-alcoholic wine they had games like the whole thing and I just had never like especially to have that kind of support at work you know and from people that you yeah manage for them to respect you that much and like you yeah yeah you never really know if people like Mm -hmm. you because of course you'll think they do but you don't really know um but I felt loved and I I am loved and this little baby Ben is so loved, but it was a really special night, and I just felt I felt so loved this week. It was really cool. Mm. So that's my that's my rave. Yeah, because yeah. you do go into those things with like a lot of pressure of like I hope this is great for them, right? Like I yes. hope I've planned the right events for my team, and then for them to spoil you and just they show got me you. good. Oh, I'll send you the video of it. I don't oh, someone it, took a video. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> you don't know how you're gonna react when you're genuinely surprised. Yeah. I walked in and my jaw literally dropped. I looked like a deer in headlights. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not cute. Yeah. And then I just started weeping. Aww. So that's how I will react. I guess and now I know. When yeah. I'm super now you know. Oh, I love that. Guys, that's a, that's wrap. a wrap. 
Thank you for sipping with us. It just feels like these episodes go too damn fast. Like, I want to talk they for do. another hour, but it's already been Dead. an hour and five. It's like, I know. flies. Holy smokes. But thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for sipping with us, you know? Yes. And don't forget <laughs> to... Yes, thank you. Yes. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Slam it down. Slam it hard. Drop us a little comment. We read all of Do them. Five stars. We love Tell you. It means a lot. Yeah, it Keeps does. This whole thing going. Thank you. Okie doke, guys. That's it. We'll see you next Tuesday. You can. Whoa, I jumped the gun. You can. <laughs> you wow. Can... Yeah. <laughs> wow, someone can't wait to end this shit. You, you can, can sip, sip with, with us. us. Always. Always. And we will see, see you. you. Next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. <laughs>